Welcome to Episode 7 of Asbury Pod with your hosts Amy Quinn and Joe Walsh. Our guest today, Chrissy Ballard, engineer for the city of Asbury Park and one of NJ Biz's best 50 women in business. We're just going to assume she's the number one spot. The matters addressed in this podcast represent my own personal views and opinions concerning issues affecting the citizens of Asbury Park in my capacity as the deputy mayor of the city of Asbury Park. They do not necessarily represent the official position of the city or the official position of the Asbury Park City Council as a whole. I am developing and implementing this podcast in an effort to keep citizens informed. However, this is not an official City of Asbury Park podcast and does not, and I repeat, does not represent the official position of the city or the governing body. Hi, everybody. This is Amy Quinn and Joe Walsh. Hello. And our friend Ed. Ed's waving. It is September 7th, 2019. We're going to be talking to Chrissy Ballard, who's the city engineer. And Joe, you've known Chrissy for years. Yes, barbecue uh, uh, and family events, right? Longtime booze and barbecue buddies. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So we are going to get everybody who's listening to Asbury Pod four to six people, uh, up to speed on engineering. I think it was 15 last week, right? What? what? Was it 15? Okay. I, saw, I saw some analytics are 15, but it also includes us, right? right. So it's still outside of us. So a, it's still about nine. Solid 11. <laughs> um, we're going to get everybody up to speed on engineering because I'm sure, well, I don't know if other people aren't up to speed, but prior to being on the council, I didn't have a clue about engineering. I had no idea the city needed one, and I had no idea what they did. So we're going to start with basics and then go to more interesting questions. I'm game. Okay. Tell us about being an engineer. Being an engineer. Wow, that's pretty broad. So I see myself as public servant, number one. Um, I work for municipalities, for utilities, and I think that I'm doing public benefit every day. And what exactly is engineering? So engineering can be any wide variety of things. I am a civil and mechanical engineer, which means that I do roadway projects, parks, water, wastewater infrastructure, anything that you see and sometimes a lot of things that you don't see. My passion is water, water issues, water quality, and I do a variety of projects in support of my passion. So when you say I do um, roadways and, and like, what exactly do you do? Okay. So we, I, I see it as changing neighborhoods for one. Okay. Um, resurfacing roads is kind of the most basic, right? But a lot of times I try and take it a step further. I think right now we've kind of gotten to a bad habit of piping too much stormwater and letting it discharge directly to our waterways. Um, including green infrastructure is a positive enhancement to neighborhoods. We're greening up this urban environment of pavement and asphalt and 
concrete. What does that mean when we say green infrastructure? So green infrastructure takes water and filters as much as it can back into the earth instead of direct discharging to our water bodies, whether it's a river or an ocean. And New Jersey, New York also, urban areas mostly, have gotten to this habit of just piping water to get it away so it doesn't bother uh, vehicles mostly. And what happens is it becomes polluted and now we're discharging large volumes of water directly to our water bodies where fish and you know plant life exists. and can i do one like by way of example so the way i understood this the best was we all know the shit show of the north end um the north end boardwalk mm-hmm. and what was in these 2002 plans and you tell me if i'm illustrating this correctly in the 2002 plans because nobody cared about right it wasn't it wasn't in 2002 people were not considering it so we were repaving fisherman's lot all of the water from fisherman's lot was then going to be dumped into deal lake Correct. So anytime it got flooded, it would just get dumped into Deal Lake. So one of the really great things about the shit show of the North End was that we completely redesigned the North End boardwalk and now created like huge rain gardens where and took away the piping. So the water, the excess water that is going to potentially happen because of the paving of Fisherman's Lot um, will now go back into the ground. Exactly. Uh, It's on the beach, right? The Fisherman's parking lot is on the North End beach. Uh, sand. If you ever have dumped a bucket of water into sand, it drains very quickly. So we can re-infiltrate this water quite easily and it's going to enhance the whole parking lot. Rather than just have paved parking lot, concrete curbs, we're going to have a living, breathing stormwater system around the parking lot. So growing up, you want... you. As a kid, wanted to be an engineer? No. Of course not. No. Who, who, who even knows what an, what an engineer was? <laughs> okay, no. just making sure. No. You know, I wanted to be a nurse. Really? I did. So why aren't you? Um, I don't know, but mm. that was what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a teacher. Okay. And interestingly enough, I find that I'm teaching every day. As an engineer. As an engineer, because I have to explain what I do to the public, to the governing body, so that they understand what they're paying for right right totally well, this leads back you i don't want to interrupt the nurse uh, like what we i don't want to interrupt the, what we wanted to do as kids but I, um I want to what did you want to do as a kid joe oh i, I was gonna play football for the dallas cowboys of course of course like, you me were. and drew pearson were pals right so um for those of you who remember drew pearson um so what is that what is it why does a city need an engineer you know, so, you know, engineers have all these broad capabilities. Why does the city of Asbury Park specifically need one? And not to justify, but like as a citizen, what do we? Because you, you mentioned it, you, you as a, a pedagogical feature of your job, you're explaining your purpose. So let's talk about like why does the city need an engineer in the first place? Yeah. So the same reason the city engineer, the city needs an attorney, right? Mm-hmm. The attorney reviews the legal documents. I'm looking at your projects. I'm designing the projects. I'm um, giving contractors construction drawings on how to build it, right? And then they bid on that and you they you know what you're you're paying for because I've designed it in advance. I get into a lot of nitty-gritty things, as Amy knows, um, to try and explain whether it's permitting issues that come up with the state. Um, and sometimes well actually a lot of times I end up getting into the legal issues as well if it if it has a technical aspect to it 
So um, the city has um, lots of projects on a yearly basis, big, pretty, you know, reasonable capital spend for improving parks, improving roadways, um, the North End Boardwalk Project. I got involved, even though I didn't actually do the design, I acted on behalf of the city to make sure that what was being proposed was exactly what the city was expecting. And so it's it, similar to politics and, and being an attorney. There's not generally an overwhelming number of women in it, or there certainly weren't prior. I mean, you know, I think 2016 is the one good thing about 2016 is a lot more women have gotten involved. Um, but uh, engineering does not have an overwhelming number of women. Correct. And uh, why do you think that is? Well, it's changed a lot. Um, I think it's changed recently because the STEM and STEAM programs that are now in high school are explaining it much earlier. Um, when I was in school, I mean, it wasn't until I was a junior in high school that I even knew what an engineer was. Um, and that was just because of my physics class at the time. Um, I think that there's no reason for women not to be in engineering. Um, it's, I find great fulfillment in my job all the time. Um, so I, I don't know why people didn't other than they just didn't know that it was available to them. And what, what advice would you give to young women who want to get into the field? I would say go for it. Um, you have to find, I use this phrase all the time, find a rabbi, like find someone to kind of give you advice um, on the different types of engineering because there are infinite different disciplines within engineering itself. And your most interesting engineering project in Asbury Park and then your most interesting engineering project in general? Wow. Okay. So I really enjoy um, water issues, and I'm going to answer in reverse. I know you love the sewer plant. I, I, I love the sewer plant. So, you, so for people who are listening and anyone else, we have our own – it's a rarity, but Asbury has their own sewer plant, and maybe yes. you can explain what that means. Yeah, sure. So most um, – communities have a regional wastewater treatment plant that means that all of your everything you flush or drain goes to a regional facility asbury park is unique as that they have their own and it services only asbury park it is a city asset for those of uh listening who don't haven't figured out by smell where is that <laughs> Hey, the smell is so much. Listen, it's one of a, I, much, so much one better. of her jobs is to co help control that smell. For the record, I haven't smelled it in uh, in, in a long time. But you, when I first moved here, that's how I it worked on that project. Yeah, actually, the odor control project, yeah. uh, very unique project in of itself. Mm. Um, but the wastewater treatment plant is on the beach. It's on the boardwalk. Asbury Park was designed in a grid system, and everything flows by gravity which means there's no pumping, which is also very unique. Um, and the low point, as you can imagine, is the waterway. So everything drains towards the waterway, and that's where it is. Does the sewage go out into the ocean once it's treated? Treated effluent mm -hmm. discharges to the ocean. There's and, an ocean outfall. And we have, like, amazing staff at the sewer plant that are such characters that yes. have been around forever. And there's maybe six to eight of them that truly run that entire sewer plant for all of Esbury mm -hmm. Park. And it's enormous. Yeah. It's mean, enormous. Yeah, you go inside. It's three stories. It's you go. It's a labyrinth 
literally. I mean, I, I get lost there frequently. <laughs> on purpose. Yeah. No, I'm not <laughs> just like, on purpose. Just looking at the I'm stuff. I'm usually just calling. I'm like, help, <laughs> find me. <laughs> So our yes, sewer plant. Yes, it was supposed to be a parking yeah, deck a long top. time ago. Well, Ed, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get Ed a mic. We do have to get Ed a mic. Oh, we have room for another one. Um, so sewer plant related things are interesting to you. Yeah. So there is such a huge advantage at the sewer plant to reduce energy usage, reduce carbon footprint. I'm really passionate about this project. Um, I hope it moves forward. We have some great partners that are interested in helping us achieve it. What the public might not know is drinking water and wastewater facilities are huge, huge energy hogs. I think I saw a statistic that said almost one-third of United States energy usage is for water and wastewater treatment. I I had no idea. You think about how many people. Everyone has to have drinking water. Everyone flushes right and it takes so much energy to treat that water so i'm passionate about it because if we can all do a a help and reduce that i mean we have a huge impact on the environment and so i'm i am very passionate about that project um for a lot of reasons and so tell me about an interesting project outside of Asbury that you worked on. That's one of your, that is near and dear to you. Wow. I've had so many fun projects. Um, so one of the more recent projects actually was, you'd think of a simple roadway paving project, um, in Hoboken, Washington street, um, had not been given a facelift in a very long time. I worked on the water infrastructure design for that project, um, I honestly think that that project changed the community. We added green infrastructure um, in all of little bump outs at every, inter- not every intersection, but every intersection that we could, um, new traffic signals. It was uh, a great project. I mean, it was a very, very difficult project, and it took about two years to build. But um, it was, that one was a lot of fun to work on. Who is your favorite person on the council in Asbury Park? (laughs) And I have editing abilities. Yeah, Yeah. there's no way I'm answering that question. Who curses on the council more, me or John Moore? Oh, wow. That's got, it's got to be close. It's on the day, right? So one day you could be up, the next day it could be John. Are we thinking tie? I'm thinking totally a tie. Okay. Are we your most passionate group of council members in Asbury or are we are we like normal or do you are we a little nuts no you're not nuts at all I I so I think Uh, wait (laughs) we're totally nuts yeah so I think what's nuts is for people to go into office and not be passionate about what they're doing so why do it right you are a public servant, you're there for a reason to protect people. And if you're not passionate about it, and I think you have to be nuts to be passionate about it, right? And and believe in what you're doing and stick up for what's right. So if you're not, don't do it. Just mm-hmm. just go home. 
What I hear you saying is um, your favorite town to work with is Asbury Park. I love Asbury Park. Okay. <laughs> Back to some engineering questions. Um, one, thing's the, one thing that you and I are both really passionate about is art. Yes. And um, one of the first projects you worked on was in Red Bank on a, which, which. Yeah, it was a big fail. It was a big fail, but, but uh, so it, so in my experience in life, my biggest fails are always my best learning lessons. So I ran for office in 2009. I lost at the time I was heart, heartbroken, but mm-hmm. hands down, best thing that ever happened to me. I spent four years figuring out, you know, it was the best thing that happened to me, even though at the time it was not. So, um, I, I, I know you view it as a big fail, but I feel like when we talk about it and talk about maybe implementing it in Asbury Park, it was a really good learning experience for you. Yeah. So what I tried to do, I, I was the borough engineer for Red Bank for many, many years. And um, one of the first things I tried to do is give Red Bank a little bit more sense of place. The entire community is walkable and it lacked art there was it was devoid of art and yet it had the two river theater the count basie theater it had all you know parks all within walking distance so i wanted to implement a percent for the arts program where developers and the public projects all included whatever their project cost was say it was you know $100,000 of that would have to be dedicated to art and it could be any variety of things because i thought that well, for instance, there is a bust of Count Basie that exists um, that no one knows about. And it's its bronze bust. And I'm like, well, why does nobody know about it? This where, is crazy. Where is it? Well, at, sometimes it's at the train station and sometimes it's oh, not. it moves. Yeah. All right. Because it has no place, right? This is the problem. So I thought we should have... Seattle is a great city with art and they have a very strong percent for the arts program. So every street corner or plaza has some form of art and the community embraces that. If it's a statue on holidays, people go out and they decorate them, right? They'll be wearing Halloween costumes or Christmas gear, you know, what have you. Um, But it connects neighborhoods, Right. It gives everybody kind of a sense of purpose and place of you're not just looking at, um, you know, walls of residential units that go straight up to the sky. I, I, I think that's important. I, there's so many cities that are developed are, uh, that I uh, see are turning into strict utilitarian places, uh, buildings and nothing else. Right. right. So um, and when you look at. Uh, cities, and there was recently a ranking of the most livable cities, like Vienna, right? Public art is always a, uh, exists in places that people like to live, that people thrive, and there's community. And recently I was in Atlanta, which no lovely people in Atlanta, but the part of Atlanta I was in was nobody got out of their car. It was like right. driving, and there was no right. reason to. Right. Like I, I didn't have a car, I was in a hotel, so I was walking everywhere, I was by myself, but it was like walking through an industrial park. Like there was nothing there that felt, and people did live in certain parts, but you didn't see them. It was a very, very odd. So I think that's interesting to like bring people out into community and right. foster community and interaction. Even in Red Bank, people didn't walk across Red Bank. They would walk down Broad Street and that's it. And I'm like, this is crazy. But if you have things for people to see and to visit along their journey, then, you know, it improves, I think, the community. But unfortunately, uh, I was very young and naive, and the project never went anywhere. 
Um, so as you can see, it was never implemented. I think a couple years later, a private group came in and kind of did an arts walk, which was highly successful. Um, I don't know why they don't do more of that. I mean, there's some communities, I think, um, in California that do these arts walks that last a month, <laughs> you know? Did you ever see water fire in Providence? No. So Providence, Rhode Island had paved over their river. And it had developed in the late 60s and 70s, sort of like an industrial blight, nothing there. And Buddy Cianci, I mean, God, you know, bless him for his federal crimes. But one of his ideas was, like, let's dig up our river and make it into Venice. Like, Buddy was nuts, right? But he he digs up the river. Then he puts these um, beers, these um, in the river, every uh, long river, places to put uh, logs and like build fire so along the river there are these fireplaces in the water and they have these gondolas go up and down oh cool and now a whole restaurant music and arts district has developed in that area just where people walking up and down the river live music and restaurants on the left beautiful vista of the of the river with burning fire not very carbon friendly by the way they're burning there's bonfires up and down the river but it's really beautiful and so arts investment is a commercial investment these are all places that now have um, private enterprises restaurants boutiques art galleries places for people to be and spend money just be outside very interesting I think we had Jen Hampton on who is responsible for the Wooden Walls Project, so all of the murals that you see. And she's also the chair of the Esbury Park Public Art Commission, which is um, a very lively commission. But what I think one of the reasons I'm such a fan of Jen and what I, I don't think people understand is when it's – so I have to fight to get the Public Art Commission like $10,000. I have to fight every year to get them to either paint the ballards or to paint the lockers or we did um, the garbage cans and we did a whole photography uh, program this summer. And it's a fight every year to get this 10K. And I think it's because it, it is it is very hard for people to quantify what the art does, right? So if we meter a street, we know we'll make X amount of money from it. But when the most Instagrammed pictures are of people in front of the murals, bypassing the pony at this point, and she's paid essentially pennies and magic beans to, to put this project on. She puts the artists up at her own home. Um, it's so hard to sell that to both the public, the council, and government that, you know, I know I can't tell you that this is worth 50K, but we are going to be the most um, Instagram pictured, put in several art magazines, and it's going to put us on the map. And I think most people realize Esbury was put on the map by a number of things, music being one of them, but in the last 10 years, it's absolutely been art. Yeah. So the problem that I always have in, in trying to say, let's do this developer's fee for art, it, it it's so hard to quantify what, what we're going to get back from that. I think I have an idea, but I think it's really hard for other people to understand that having a boardwalk full of murals or lockers that have kids painting on them. And so they come up kids that maybe wouldn't be up at the boardwalk, come up to see their, their lockers. I can't put a price tag on it, but it's worth a lot. People it's worth a lot. Yeah. I think the key is having a vision, right? Um, So digressing a little bit uh, before you, we Asbury park launched the scooter program. Amy and I went up to, 
went up to Hoboken, right, and met with former mayor Don Zimmer. Who we love. Who we love. And their um, transportation director, I forget his name. Something Ryan? Yeah. Ryan Sharp? Ryan Sharp. Yeah. And I had worked with Dawn uh, when she was mayor of Hoboken, and she was a huge proponent proponent of bike lanes at the time, and the rest of the council thought she was crazy. What are you thinking? How can we lose parking? We don't have parking as it is. It's going to be a terrible thing, right? Fast forward, I think, you know, five years now, they have the scooter program, and they said their scooter program is so successful because they have bike lanes, and now the whole council that's there now is taking like, credit for the bike lanes. Of <laughs> totally course they are taking credit for it. Of course they are. And so you know, you have to have a vision for what you want your community to be. And that's actually so. Sidebar doesn't sound like engineering, but that's the part of my job that I love. Right? I take tidbits from the governing body and I I try and interpret their vision and help them make it happen. Well, I want to go back to something you said before about STEAM rather than STEM, right? I think engineering has a humanities aspect to it. If you're not engineering for people, right, what are you doing? Right. You're building things without that don't fit for humans. And uh, including humans in design, is it's difficult to keep that in mind when you're meeting um, budget deadlines. And I don't criticize anyone for trying to keep things cheap, but... You know, adding humans into um, engineering and math is important because we have to live with the results of that design. Absolutely. I, listen, I what I do is to benefit public health and safety first and foremost, mm-hmm. right? I think also, so one of the things, at least in my experience on the council, and I haven't been on, you know, I've been on about five years, but like to, to Dawn Zimmer and to Hoboken is people don't love change, right? right? People like freak out the minute you have change. So when we did the, they, Hoboken was so kind to us to spend hours with us on scooters and then hours upon hours with Manzella right. um, going through this. And the first few weeks of this program, and I've talked about the scooter program, was so horrible for me and Manzella. Just email after email after email. And then on the podcast, I think I've repeatedly said, if you like the scooters, please email Mike Manzella because he was, he aged 20 years. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but believed in it, believed in it, believed in it. And, and luckily had a really supportive council. Like we, we may scream and yell at each other, but we actually do adore each other and are, are very supportive. Um, and I, it's been two weeks. I have not gotten one complaint about the scooters. Right. Yeah. Well, I think, um, Bike lanes help. You know, when I ride the scooter, I only ride on the, the, I try to only ride on the streets that have the bike lane. So, you know, I think you can't account for, um, you know, was it asshole ex machina, like the jerk who gets on the scooter, I could ride on the street, you know, here or the wrong way, you know, someone on their shoulders like that is different. But if if the design allows for it, it's a great transportation system. I use it all the time. Me too. So I scooted here. And the one thing I think though, that I'm going to, I want to talk to Mike about is once the leaves drop. I think that could be the leaves and the, um, I just think we have to think about the leaves with the scooters. Like when we have big, big piles of leaves on the street, um, that may or may not affect the scooters. So anyway, I'll be interested in, in if Hoboken had more accidents or anything during fall. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I thought that today when I was no driving. No one's been through the fall here yet. Because oh, none the, of us have been no, through the fall. No, no one has been through the fall because it's a new legislation, right? right? We're the second municipality after Hoboken. All right. 
Okay, so we're going to continue to talk about engineering, but I always try to humanize our city employees because people can be so brutal to our city employees <laughs> and not recognize that they're people. Um, so you were on a desert island and for five years. Uh, what TV series are you bringing? You'll have to rewatch it over the five years. Oh, my. I have, I don't I'm, I'm, I'm going to say so the L word. I can do mine. I can rewatch the L word over five years and it's actually coming back. Do you know what, does anyone even know what the L word is? It's the first yeah. bag. Oh, the show. The and, show. Yes. Yeah. I've never seen it. I didn't, of course. it was on Showtime. I never had cable. Oh, well, I, I, I mean, think I, cable, I own I it. Showtime, so. I, I'm so behind on TV in general. I have two young kids, two and four, and I watch way too much Paw Patrol and, Peppa Pig. Um, although I do really enjoy Peppa Pig, I have to say. Really? I feel like those roles are so genderized. It's, I actually don't so, like Peppa Pig. So if you under, if you like read between the lines, each of those characters is from a different country, and there, there's a lot of like stereotypes built into that. It feels very stereotypical it, to me. Well, it's, so it's funny. I mean, so the little uh, pony, I think, is the American kid and the things that they do to the American kid. I'm like, oh, that's funny. But um, And I think mine is more based on like the parent role. Like the, the they seem to have very like male, female roles on Peppa Pig. Gen- uh, they, it feels genderized yeah. to me. I'm a, not trying to put that in. Yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 but no. It, yeah, listen, I loved, um, and of course my kid didn't. Um, oh, Jesus. Now I'm drawing a blank on the cartoon. The little girl, Michelle Obama was on the show. Um, she's a doctor. It's a cartoon. Oh, Doc, Doc McStuffins. McStuffins. Thank yeah, you, Ed. That's Ed. a cute one. Um, Ed, you've been promoted. Yes, you have. So <laughs> I, Heather and I tried so hard to get our son to watch that show, and he just would not, yeah. he could not get into that show. Yeah. Um, but we, in talking about raising little boys, um, we spend a tremendous amount of time um, figuring out like, I do think we eventually cut Peppa Pig because of the genderized roles. But we do spend a tremendous amount of time making sure that women in cartoons are being portrayed in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're not always. Mm. Which I'm sure is not a surprise to you. Um, raising little boys. Go. <laughs> they touch their penises a lot. Uh, oh, my God. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Uh, and when you want to be like, po- like, I don't want any shame. I'm not trying to incorporate shame. But could you get your hands out of your pants for like 10 minutes a day? It that doesn't really helpful. change when you get older. Yeah. I'm a little more discreet That's, about it, uh, I, I, hope, I would hope so. Yeah. I pray that he becomes more discreet about it you, because he's not at all discreet about it now. We've had this conversation a couple of times. You're always oh. saying, what's up with him? Like, I, it's because it's there. It's like Everest. I mean, not... <laughs> uh, it's just there so that's what else you can do I, hope I guess not like Everest <laughs> <laughs> um, so your experience raising little boys I think they're raising me I, they have absolutely humanized me so much because you know before I had them it was just work right and um, being selfish and now they have told me that I am not the boss anymore right I as much as I want to have everything planned out, there's no plan. I mean, today, for instance, mm-hmm. I thought, I'm like, oh, today's going to be great. I'm going to get up early. We're going to go. And they wanted nothing to do with it. And there's there's nothing I can do, right? My favorite is when he throws a fit when I'm in a public Just, environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then I have to not act like I want to kill him and just be like, oh, Jen said, come up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, that's my favorite. One year at Asbury Underground, um, which is coming up in October. So a, a plug to Asbury Underground. He went into Pat Scavino's gallery and refused to get out from under the table refused so there's a band playing there's probably and it might have been Adkin, uh nicole um a lot of people in there and he is just like fuck you i am sitting under this table and i mean i think anyone but particularly when you're like when you're on the council you don't want to be like i'm gonna grab him and i am gonna shake him um so i just had to wait until he was ready to get out from under the table and remain embarrassed for like 20 minutes mm-hmm. Um, but having said that, I, I feel the same way, you know, when I was pregnant, um, and they did the ultrasound and they said, um, to me and Heather, you're having a little boy. And it, it truly never occurred to us that we would have a little boy. Um, and we were like, no, 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 check again. Clearly there, there's probably been <laughs> the some sort of mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please check again. We, we think you're, we had picked out girl names. We had had the whole thing set. Um, and I can honestly say I absolutely love having a little boy and I think it's changed me in, um, such an amazing way that, that would have been different if I had had a little girl. Hmm. I'm so much kinder and compassionate, um, to what it's like to be a male in today's society which I probably wasn't before. Yeah. So when we, so one of the things that we say to him all the time is like, you don't, you don't comment on women's looks unless it's to tell them they're beautiful. Like that's the only time you ever comment on a woman's look. So he goes into school and says to Miss Washington, you're beautiful today. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So like, that's what I mean. So it's been really nice. In some ways it's very, very nice raising a little boy, particularly as somebody who didn't have experience with a lot of little boys. Okay. Sorry. I digress. Um, if the city gives you a budget, and we asked this to, uh, I think, all of our city employees this far, and we did a $10 million budget, but Joe and I went back and forth on giving, like, I gave Manzella a $10 million, and mm-hmm. we gave Jen Hampton, who had it, budgeted it out. Right. Um, but I feel like for infrastructure, for engineering, $10 is not getting you that far. No, barely got us a boardwalk. Right, right, right. right. Okay, so let's <laughs> say I give you a $50 million budget for you to do whatever you want to do in Asbury Park. <sighs> And, and you have the entire, the, you have five positive, you have is, five is yes 50 votes. Even, is, 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 is anything less than 100 useful? Under than 100 million? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. 50 million. So um, major cities. Yeah. So uh, John Moore, you know, is, isn't giving you 50 cents more, let alone right. 100 million. Right. And but, you know, but for six votes, Amy, maybe we yeah. could have had 50 Some more. of my pet projects, um, you know, John would not support at all. Um, because it's... But let's say you have John. What are your pet projects? Okay. So I'm about building communities, right? I think there's three huge assets of, um, and they are water bodies, right? Throughout, well, four, if you want to count the, um, the Atlantic Ocean, that we don't truly incorporate into our community as much as we should. In Asbury. In Asbury. And you're talking deal lake. Right. Yep. Right, the lakes. I mean, are you kidding me? You have the ocean and then you have three lakes that are just sitting there rotting, basically. And we can, we should, we have a right to the public and their community to start incorporating people into water, right? And making it part of our community. It's just there. How many people go out on Deal Lake or Sunset Lake or Wesley Lake? Right? Have you, when was the last time you went? What, Everyone's right. shaking their head. No, that's exactly my point. Right? 
Oh, canoeing. Okay. On de- so de- I do think Deal's getting a little bit, you know, we have a company, Brian Watkins, um, Doc, you know. Right. It deals, Deal Lake's getting slightly more usage. Not it, Every one of our lakes are completely either not used, which would be Wesley and Sunset. Deal, I would say, is horrifically underused, but is getting slightly better. But I think that's partly because we all think the water's gross. Do well, all so of them need dredging? It. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So so that's my point. That's why I said it's sitting there deteriorating and just we we can, we need to fix it, right? Um, if you dredge it, if we put in the, the proper stormwater infrastructure so to prevent it from happening again, certainly in as quickly as it has happened in the past, um, we can improve the water and make it part of our community. Um, there are, you but know, the cost of that, right? Is the cost obscene. is huge. Yeah. The cost is huge, but you know, we can get funding for it. Listen, if there is a will, this is actually something I'm very good at. If there is a public will and there is a vision, I can help find funding, but I have to be given the vision. I have to be given the policy of what you want to do. I can find federal funding, state funding, and there's even for-profit entities that will fund projects like this, like Wells Fargo, for instance. Who would have thought that you can get $100,000 from Wells Fargo for a community improvement program? But you have to have the vision, and they and, and the entity giving the money has to know what your vision is in order to invest in it. Hmm. I had no idea. Nor did I. I feel like now I have to like rally votes for a community improvement program. Yeah. So I on I, someone else's dime. That's the important thing. Yeah, so you that's just said the selling point, right? That, yeah. That there is funding that is not property tax that would right. right? So I worked. Uh, I was city engineer for Lambertville for for several years also, and the the Love Lambertville. The the mayor's quote there all the time was OPM, other people's money. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we we marched ahead getting um, funding for a lot of big projects there too. They have water problems in Lambertville. They have too. water projects, flooding problems, mm-hmm. um, which I'm very passionate about. Also, um, preserving this, those historic buildings. Um, this brings up a question we uh, from earlier that we we sort of passed by. Um, now I can't find it. Oh, what engineering challenges does the city of Asbury Park face, or what engineering issue makes you lose sleep thinking about water? Oh God, can I bring it up, Amy? Uh, Bradley Cove makes me lose sleep. Oh, you and me both. Jesus. And about 400 seniors in Asbury Towers. I, so so I get chills. I just got chills because um, the proposal for Bradley Cove is putting million-dollar homes in harm's way, right? We just had Dorian. I just got chills again. Mm-hmm. We just saw Dorian and the footage of the Bahamas, and there's even parts of North Carolina how do you fight eight to 10 inches of rain and 13 foot storm surges? And yet they want to put million dollar homes. And let's just be clear. I star. Mm-hmm. I star million dollar homes in a floodway. Right. And. And when you mean by floodway, you know, when we live in the Santander, uh, I used to watch out our window Every nor'easter, the ocean come to Deal Lake through exactly that space. Not the catastrophic flooding. This is ordinary right. passage of water with a surge, and that's just a nor'easter, right? So it's like. And oh. the problem is, is the flood mapping is wrong. Mm-hmm. The flood mapping 
is wrong and that and I lose sleep about this because uh, uh, Amy doesn't even know I try and hold back so much about this because I know Amy's passionate about it and I don't really want to amp her up more than she already is on this amp topic. me up you can yeah. amp me up well, say the word well, the second say the part word of my, the second part of my question was what what issue should make Amy lose sleep but it sounds like it's the same issue it is it, well it's yeah. certainly there's there's a lot of issues in Asbury that make me lose sleep but but Bradley Cove is absolutely oh. in the top three yeah um, if we and for to- a wide, not only for the reasons that, that, that we're describing in terms of flooding and environment, but, you know, I know people are so upset about the pool club and, and what that represents. But to me, these townhomes in front of a, a senior tower, one of the few senior towers that we have um, on the East Coast, I would say, that has affordable housing for seniors with the best views in, in Esbury Park, but putting it in front of that and uh, creating what I, I truly believe will, will feel like a private beach. I mean, we can all say it's not, but of course yeah. it's going to feel like a private right. beach. Um, there's so many parts of it that I find right. upsetting and, and have for years. And Amy and I, I mean, so obviously my my job, right? You talked about what is my job as, as mm-hmm. city engineer. My job and my responsibility is public health and safety first and foremost. I am... They pay me to give guidance and advice on what is is the right thing to do for the community. And building townhomes in this location is wrong because unfortunately it's buyer beware and most buyers are not aware. Mm-hmm. They have no freaking clue. And the developer is gone and people are living there. And in five years or less, when a huge storm comes in and people are evacuating from their second story, they're going to say, how did you let us live here? Mm. Right? Isn't this the state's fault? I mean, why has not the state of New Jersey established a policy, you know, post-Sandy of like, let's think about redevelopment in these floodways. You know, recently the article about LBI's flooding issues, like maybe we should rethink development there. You know, and this is not, you know, environmental touchy-feely stuff. This is sort of, you know, examination of the reality of living by water. Water comes to visit. They are. You know, and so this, the state's inactivity is allowing these, developers to do this um, because there's no policy against right. it, right? Exactly. So um, I've become quite good friends with, with Dom Zimmer uh, mm-hmm. from Hoboken, who similarly, Hoboken has flooding mm-hmm. issues. Um, the Supreme Court has decided to take a case that they have to prevent a housing development in a floodway. The development was already approved Right, mm-hmm. it already had permits to be built, and the city wants to rescind all of those improvements. Obviously, it's in litigation, and the Supreme Court has decided to take the case because they believe it is that important to rescind these type of of developments. Even New, New though New Jersey Supreme Court or the I don't remember federal. what she said. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't call. I you know I I need to get a little bit more familiar on it. Pers you know mm-hmm. personally. I didn't but mean I'm, to. I'm, call I'm, you no, no, no. I'm I'm trying to learn. Um, obviously I'm trying, part of what I do is I gather a lot of data. I try and read a lot because I want to make sure that I speak accurately on, on topics and, um, 
But those are those are good signs, at least, right? That a Supreme Court is going mm-hmm. to start possibly giving a little bit more power back. Like, for, and Asbury is a perfect example, right? This plan was done in two thousand two. Well, mm-hmm. well, you know, well before anybody. I mean, decades before anybody. Asbury Park was a different place then, and so our world was I'm, a different place with the rain disagree. events and the storms. And people people beat up the previous council, and I think being on the council made me much kinder to them because in 2002 nobody was here and nobody cared um and nobody was buying anything um and they made they accepted the only deal that was on the table so i am i i say all of that to say i am not looking to beat up the 2002 council i think um but but what i am interested in is the city having the ability to push back on uh projects like this that are so clearly uh not sustainable in any substantial way without getting sued for hundreds of millions of dollars right right that that is my main goal but i know we are okay we're we're losing time we're going to do a couple couple of very very quick questions um uh, favorite movie i'm not a tv person favorite book favorite sport (laughs) favorite sport i'm a big runner i like running that's my kind of detox and um de-stress okay favorite hobby favorite hobby um i guess biking i think i hit all mine clemson's playing texas today yeah i went to clemson undergrad Mm. and um big Clemson fan. Do you find that you try to, we, we had Jen Hampton on and Jess and we, we have a lot of women on the show who we are and myself included, always trying to bring women along whether putting them on boards and committees and commissions. Do you find that you generally try to get, um, or at least mentor new young women engineers? Absolutely. And it's funny because, um, even in my field, so I will be extremely competitive with my peers that are male and yet my peers that are female, we are all so supportive of each other because we're in the same boat. No, no, I love hearing stuff like that. So we are rounding up because Jan um, opening the store and having a sale today, although she did give us a little bit more time. We have a little bit more time, but you know, we are we, Yeah, up we should round. We, yeah, yeah. No. Um, like, people's of, attention span, we try to keep it like 45 to 50 minutes. Time. And I mean, your time as well, of course, of course. Um, Before... Anything else, if, if you, so in my experience, people listen to what I say for about 30 seconds and then tune it out. So I usually say, if you have not, if you remember nothing else, then remember these three things about engineering. Engineering, I think is so important for communities, uh, public health and safety. I'll, I'll give you a very quick example. A doctor cannot save anybody if they, these, if they don't have clean drinking water right? So third world countries, they will not send humanitarian efforts there if there's no clean and safe drinking water. So water is such a huge asset to the world. I think we need to think very highly of it and take care of it um, like the amazing asset that it is. Okay, done. So I'm going to make one plug though before we we Mm -hmm. call it, and that is for the AP Dance Fest, which is September 14th. Mm -hmm. Um, Asbury Park, you know, we we rock everything, but we have not had a dance company and we have not had a theater company. And in the last six weeks, a theater company has started and this dance company is starting. It's on Tri-City News. It's on the cover. Um, Saturday evening, House of Independence. It is almost sold out. 
Um, so I actually have to get a ticket today for it. Um, but let's support um, the diversity of arts in Asbury Park. You know, I know nothing about dance. But I have a colleague. I don't know anything about dance either, other than I'm terrible. I have a colleague at work who is a choreographer, choreographer and in, plugged into the American Ballet Theater. So I mentioned that we were, that Asbury was having this. And he said, well, who's involved? And he, I ran off the names. He knew many of the people. So Yeah, I, mean, I think they're pretty big. So from, from, from an outsider's point of view, apparently there's some talented um, you know, well-known people coming to put this on for Asbury Park. So maybe let's show up and see see what it's about. Yeah. I'm good at dancing, like in my seat. It's just like standing. It's I'm a terrible dancer standing, and I only really dance when I get drunk. So I mean, that's really. So you're the world's greatest seated dancer. I'm not sure I'd say but, world's greatest. I would say I'm a I'm a better seated dancer well, than I have a standing well, the, dancer. One Are you time a good I, dancer? Oh, terrible! Oh, I'm a terrible dancer. Awful. Do you dance? I'd have to be hammered. Me too. I have to be hammered as well. Um, and I also have to be hammered to sing karaoke, which doesn't work well as oh. well, because you can never like really focus on the lines at Georgie's. Yeah. Um, but anyway. What's your go-to song for karaoke? Um, Bobby McGee. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. What no, is totally. this? I want to come see this. I, no, when, when... I, I, I don't do it while I'm on the council. Okay. When I'm off the council, we'll All do right. it. Right. Um you know, I did karaoke. I did Bobby McGee. Heather was there at uh. Georgie's, and I was drunk. And uh. um, they they did event. They had to restart the song three times, and then and then they eventually asked me to step down. <laughs> legit, <laughs> they legit were like, "Amy, you, you got to get wow. down. You got to get down." See, you know, wow, so, that's amazing. Uh, yep. Chrissy, Chrissy, what's your go-to karaoke tune? I don't do ca- singing. Uh, you don't want to hear me sing. You know, I at one point <laughs> when I was leave. In, when I was in grad school in, in Virginia, if you saw me singing with an Irish band in Virginia in Charlottesville, I was drunk. Yeah. So I don't know if I was good or not, but I had to be pretty hammered to be up there. Yeah. Um, well, what are you going to do? We will be back um, yeah. in on the third Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, taping Asbury Pod again, and we are still working on that guest. So I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say the name of that yeah, guest yet. Surprise. Yep. You know. Could be the Clemson football team. Probably not. No, (laughs) definitely not. not. Uh, Well, I think we're good. Good. Thank you, uh, everybody. Uh, Thank you. Thanks for Chrissy Ballard, New Jersey business top number one woman of (laughs) fifty for the year. So thanks a lot. Asray Pod gratefully acknowledges the support of Words, Asray Park's only independent bookstore offering new and gently used books for all readers. Words also hosts a range of literary and social events for adults and children. Located on 623 Cookman Avenue, Words is open every day save Tuesday from noon to 5. Stop by and say hello.